with all the talk that came out before the season started for your Chicago Bulls and how they was going to change the shooting profile. It ain't changed nothing, ladies and gentlemen. The Chicago Bulls offense is still a problem, hence why we have a 2-5 and five record. I'm going to talk about it, break that down, and then jump into the preview of the Utah Jazz game tonight. I'm going to talk about it, but you know, you got to hear the music, man. Cognac, yeah. Shy Boys Podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby, and I'm holding it down on another episode of Shy Boys Podcast for me and my co-host C-Dub. If you like what you're listening to today, Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. So every time we drop, you'll be one of the first ones to know. But look, I know it's been a lot to discuss with the Chicago Bulls being 2-5 and five on the season. Within their first seven games, it has not looked good. The Chicago Bulls are now on a three-game losing streak. It's not been good for this team right now, and we have been looking atrocious down the stretch of many games. Um, I thought that. All the conversation, hey, we're going to change our shooting profile. Hey, we're going to bring in player development coach. We're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to add a little bit more spunk to our offense, and we're going to do things a lot better in what we call or what C-Dub has called the last dance for your Chicago Bulls. Hey, the same remains the same. This shit ain't getting better. And that's just what it is. It has not gotten better. The things still remain the same. Can it change? Absolutely it can change. But I believe that change will require new personnel in the head coaching room and on the court with players. But as of right now, we're going to deal with it, roll with the punches, and break down what the Chicago Bulls have been putting in front of us for now three seasons. Last season, if we're just looking at those numbers, the Chicago Bulls had an offensive rating of 113.5. That netted them 24th. Out of 30 teams in the NBA, field goal attempts, 21st. Uh, field goal percentage was actually good with fourth. Three point three pointers made, 30th, that's last. Three-point attempted, 30th, that's last. Three-point percentage, not last, but the bottom half of the league at 16. Free throws made, 21st. Free throws attempted, 26. Offensive rebounds, 28. Rebounding as a whole team, 22nd. 20th in assists. And 22nd in points from the 2022-23 seasons at the bottom of the league in damn near every category for your Chicago Bulls. Now, we said that we're going to come in. We're going to do things a little bit better. We're going to go ahead. We're going to add some. We're going to let these guys continue the continuity thing. We're going to uh, go ahead and adjust our offensive system. We're going to go ahead and bring in Peter Patton, who is a great developmental coach. And we're going to go ahead and be all right. We going to be better. Well, absolutely not. That is not the case for your Chicago Bulls right now. 106.9 offensive rating. That nets them 27 so far within 7 games. 23rd in field goals made, 10th in attempts, 27th in uh field goal percentage. 3-pointers made, 29th. 3 points attempt, 26. 3-point percentage, 27th. We looking at uh, free throws attempted 21st, 
You're looking at the rebounding as a total for the team. They're 25th in assists, 29th in points. They are 28th. So right now, there's nothing been, <laughs> nothing has improved for your Chicago Bulls as of right now. Right now, it just seems like there are too many things going on. It seems, and to be honest with you, it seems like these guys really don't want to play with each other no more. I'm talking about the big three. Well, a lot of people have been calling them the mid three because it ain't been nothing big about them. It ain't been nothing big about them but the size of Nikola Vooch at seven feet. That's about it. So it's a mid three. I'm right on par with some of the people who's been coming out calling these guys the mid three because they have not done anything to convince Chicago Bulls fans to follow up behind the buffoonery they've been putting on the court in front of us for seven games. I understand, like, I understand that it's still early within the season, but at some point, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Because the Chicago Bulls, they came into this entire season saying, hey, we're going to add some good vets. We're going to let our young guys develop. We're going to change our shooting profile. We heard that a lot, a lot, a lot. We're going to change our shooting profile. We're going to get some player development. Billy Donovan is going to cook up some new special, new potion, uh, get in the chemi- go into his chemistry class, stir up a good pot of good offense, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed, y'all. The Bulls still come out. They look all right to start the games. But then they go in the locker room. They come out, and they look like Billy Donovan ain't said nothing. They look at each other, they say, hey, we can't win this game, and they go get a game away. That's how it looks. Or we got to fight like hell to win a game. To win a game. There's still the same issues plaguing the Chicago Bulls from them reaching any type of potential right now. I know it's seven games. I know it's early. But the evidence has been present for now three seasons. Billy Donovan is not the answer, and the players on this team are not the answer for at least being a competitive team. Can they go out and compete for the first 24 minutes? Absolutely they can. Absolutely they can. But can they go out there and compete the full 48 minutes? That's still questionable. In some games, it looked like the Bulls can go ahead and seal the deal and win some games. But then in other games, you get the Chicago Bulls to where they just lay it up. They they, they come out of the half. You know, it's, it's close game at halftime. They come out in the third quarter and get blitzed by the opposing teams. And that's still unacceptable. We know that the Chicago Bulls, they came into this, they said, hey, we're going to have a lineup change. We're going to move Pete Will up out of that. He ain't ready. We're going to insert Toy Craig. Cool, cool, cool. You're seeing a little bit more juice out there, but the same thing remains the same. They go back in the locker room. They don't say nothing to each other. There's no adjustments from what I believe that are good enough to win this game. They let the opposing coach come out there and coach circles around our coaching staff. They come out and let a bunch of guys that's on the bench of the opposing teams come out and have their their coming out party, i.e. in game one, we find out who the hell Isaiah Joe was on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We find out real early who Isaiah Joe was of the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. And against the Denver Nuggets, we watched a guy named Galipsky. I know I'm screwing his name wrong, but Galipsky, Galipsky, look, excuse me, look, I, that's his name. It started with a G, goddammit. It started with a G. But he came out and had himself a coming out party. All the Bulls found out who he was right early, too. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if another lineup change needs to occur, but I do know this. Right now, it's not clicking amongst the starters. 
You know what I'm saying? Is it now time to think about Kobe White going to the bench? Maybe. But if he does go to the bench and the Bulls don't start to win games, the writing's on the wall. We can call it how we want it. We can change up the lineups how many other times we want. The same common denominator is the mid three. It's the mid three. We still seeing so much ISO ball going on with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. And to be honest with you, DeMar DeRozan, who continues to chuck up bad shots, in year in season one with the Chicago Bulls, they was automatic. Automatic going in, going crazy. And then year two, and now season three, those same shots that was going in season one for DeMar DeRozan, they ain't hitting like you used to. We know he can go ahead and put the ball in the basket. But those same shots that he was missing, he was doing three, four, five pump fakes before he take the shot and still make it. Those are not happening anymore. Those are not happening anymore. Zach Levine, my guy's still out there trying to be Mr. Iso. Yes, absolutely. You can still put the ball in the basket, but where were you in the Denver game, my boy? Where were you? Where were you in the Brooklyn game, my boy, to help close the deal? Where were you? Non-existent. And then Nikola Vucevic. All the talk about this being the last dance. The Chicago Bulls got to go ahead and make sure we get this thing together. We got to make it click. We got to make it work or it's going to be over. I think Nikola Vucevic mailed it in. Call it how you see it. Call it how you want. And I understand that it is what it is. He's probably tired of losing this late in his career. He want to compete for something meaningful. And he's been on uh, Orlando. He's been with the Chicago Bulls and ain't been nothing but stinkers. So how can you blame him? But at the same time, you look at the other players on his team, a lot of the times they can't get the entry pass to Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic can't seal guys only on uh on the uh, he can't seal guys on the post so he can go ahead and help himself get a better shot under the basket where he needs to be versus on what he believes he needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen for three seasons now that Nikola Vucevic can't pound, can't can't back down nothing. It ain't too many guys he can back down. It is it's, it's a small list of guys that Nikola Vucevic can back down into the painted area and take advantage of. So why is he not sealing himself or getting closer to the basket and sealing yourself that way and then trying to take advantage that way if you know damn well you can't move a, 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 a computer chair on carpet? Come on, bro. Come on. It's the, it's the, it's the mid-three. They're the problem. And along with the mid-three, I'm looking at head coach Billy Donovan as well. He's still out here icing his own players. You seen in the last game against the Denver Nuggets, you see Javon Carter is having a hell of a game. You ice him. It's not nothing new. Kobe White plenty times last season. Hell, hell of a game. You icing him. Patrick Williams come out a little bit aggressive in some games. You still only play him 20 minutes. You still only play him 22, 25 minutes. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Because right now, these guys still can't take advantage of matchups. How many of you went against the Brooklyn Nets? Dorian Finney-Smith is guarding Nikola Vucevic. He should have feasted. That should have easily been a 30-point output from Nikola Vucevic. And I, I'm not going to completely put that all on the coaching either. Nikola Vucevic has his opportunity, but as once I just said, Nikola Vucevic came back down this damn computer chair across carpet. <laughs> across carpet. And you see stuff like that. And he's passing out of those opportunities. He's not shooting many threes anymore. And that's probably fine. I'm not, I'm okay. Get, you, I believe two, three a game is enough for Nikola Vucevic. But if he ain't going to shoot the three, 
if you ain't going to sit there and take advantage of a smaller guys trying to hold their own against you in the painted area on a low post or something like that, what are we doing? What are we talking about? So the Chicago Bulls offense is still a problem. The, I believe the only solution that you can go away about this is attempting to move Kobe White to the bench and inserting Javon Carter because you already moved P. Will in, in uh for uh Tory Craig. And you can see if it can work that way to maybe your two veteran guys add something different to the team. You can see, you know what I'm saying? But I still don't believe it's going to be good enough because coaching matters. The players on this team matter. And all that stuff is if, if it's not clicking the same way, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. So the solutions for the, the solutions is it's coming very, very clear, and it's uh, now gonna be evident that it's time for change. It's time for change. I I don't know how other way to put it because the offense is still a problem. We thought that if you can't score good enough points or be in a good ranking in the NBA with guys that could put basket whenever the hell they want to all-star caliber guys nobody's calling any of these guys superstars but all-star caliber guys you got three of them three of them and the young players that surround the team are not that bad kobe white is all right ayo sumo is all right javon carter is a veteran that's all right tori craig is all right alice caruso is a man that's well sought after around the nba and well respected Around the NBA. So I don't know how else to chalk it up for. I don't know how else to chalk it up for. You know what I'm saying? But that's just what it is. Y'all let me know, man. The Bulls offense, in my mind, is still a problem. You let me know down below. Do you believe the offense is still a problem? And what are your solutions? Give me solutions. Because I'm just saying at this point, hey, it's time to move pieces. It's time to move pieces. I don't care how you chalk it up. It's time to move pieces. That's it. I don't want to go into a complete blow up, but it's time to move pieces. And however that may look, I'm okay with it at this point. I'm okay with it. I ain't, I'm not backing any anything that happens. Just don't let it be another damn trade to where we trading a guy of an all-star caliber for some fucking Jose Calderon and Jerry and Grant. Just don't let that happen again. But let's be let, let's see what we can do. Let's see. I'm still trying to hold off enough games for these guys, but they ain't making it easy. They're not making it easy, I'll tell you that. But, hey, let me know down below. And now we do a quick look at Utah. Utah Jazz, they are two of five, they are two and five on the season like the Chicago Bulls. I will say that the Chicago Bulls on paper looks better than the Utah Jazz if you compare in players and all that stuff, rightfully so. If anybody thinks Utah Jazz is better, that's your prerogative. I really don't give a shit. But looking at these teams, both two and five. The Chicago Bulls are, not, are are going back home to play the Utah Jazz, and we'll see what they could potentially do. I love what Mari Lark, Larry Marketing has turned himself into, a uh, former Chicago Bull, and I believe he's going to try to come out and prove something to them and put on a show against him like every other Chicago Bulls player that leaves the team and comes back and play him. So he's going to have to do something. But the biggest thing is, will Billy Donovan go with a lineup change? We shall see. Will Billy Donovan be able to adjust? We shall see. Will we see good, competent play from the Chicago Bulls tonight in a game that they should win? You got Phoenix next. You want to be 2-7? and seven? Do you want to be 2-7? and seven? Just let me know, and I think that's all dependent upon the mid-three. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, when the hell are y'all going to show up together? Hey, 
It is what it is. We look at that. We chalk it up to the game. I'm going to say tonight, I'm going to go out on a limb with all things considered. <laughs> with all things considered and say the Chicago Bulls win a game. With all things considered. If they lose this game, it is what it is. But I ain't got too much I ain't got too much stock in it. I'm just giving it a prediction that the Chicago Bulls win tonight. They need to win tonight. So you can go ahead and be three and five and you'll be not 14th in the Eastern Conference because right now they're 14th in the Eastern Conference. So hopefully they can go ahead and fix it. I think one of the key matchups is, hey, they ain't really got – I mean, they got Jordan Clarkson who can put the ball in the basket. I like THT, who's the point guard right now. I love Colin Sexton and what he brings in with his mentality. I love Walker Kessler. So they got a lot of, a lot of good young players in my mind. The Bulls should be able to win, right? We shall see. I ain't going to put no stock in it. I'm going to just predict that they win. But I am tell you, I ain't that confident in that pick. And that's it for today. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Enough is enough. I said everything I had to say. Y'all let me know your thoughts on the whole offense is still a problem thing. And then let me know how y'all feeling about this game against Utah tonight. Do you got the Bulls winning or do you got the Bulls losing? Let me know down below. But, hey. I'm about to roll up out of here, but before you go, make sure you subscribe here for all your latest Bulls content. If you want to call in and leave a take on in the, on the state of the Chicago Bulls, call in. We got a voice mail, a voicemail line open for you, 773-242-9219. It's another episode of Shy Bulls Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm going to catch y'all on the next one for sure. Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah.